Welcome back to another episode of the Capes and Tights podcast right here on capesandtights.com. I'm your host, Justin Soderberg. We're host, or hosted. We're returning guest, hosting a returning guest, Paul Eaton of Galactic Comics and Collectibles in Bangor, Maine. We're here to talk the Generation X made for TV, which was originally pilot for a TV series turned into TV movie on Fox that came out in 1996. We're here to discuss that, the X-Men films, a bunch more, including at the very end of this episode, we're talking a little bit about our convention that's coming up, our comic show coming up in June 2024 here in Maine. So check that out. But before you do, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Blue Sky, follow us on all those. Like, rate, review, subscribe, all those things over on Spotify, Apple, and all your major podcasting platforms, as well as check out our YouTube channel and visit capesandtights.com. This is our episode reviewing the Generation X made-for-TV movie with Paul Eaton of Galactic Comics and Collectibles. Enjoy, everyone. Recording in progress. There it is. Whose voice do you think that is, Paul? Is that a computer-generated voice, or is that like a Siri person? Right? That's probably an AI. Well, welcome to the podcast, Paul. (laughs) <laughs> this is how we do things here uh on the case insights podcast um yeah so we're gonna so talk professionally uh movie reviews at some point paul will come back on it was nice to have the little break because we did the comics of the year but some yeah, point we'll come good. on and just talk shoot the shit about comics again um but we do a lot of this fun movie reviews if anybody doesn't know uh that's what we do originally we had decided to do whatever movies and then we just decided that it's more fun to pick apart and, and watch some of these movies. A, we've never seen before or haven't seen in a long time. Um, and technically this, uh, some people classify this Generation X as a TV pilot because it originally was supposed to be. But then they did re-release it or, or, or like decide they weren't going to ro- go forward with it and then release it as a TV movie. So it was originally a TV pilot for a TV show and then became a TV movie. So this technically qualifies okay. as, a, as a movie review, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, I was, re- I was reading this aired as like a movie run or something Fox mm-hmm. was doing. They were looking but... to potentially do that, and then they ended up optioning not to. And maybe this is the reason why. It's <laughs> funny. This I movie never, is the reason why. I had never heard of this movie at all. The internet, man. That's what happens. You go online, you type no in like, you, you type in things like movies based on comic book, you know, comics or or, uh, marvel comics and and it comes up and so i was like oh what the hell so i finally was able to search and find it uh on the internet because there's certain things that aren't easily found because it seems like marvel and disney are like we don't want you to find this yeah i don't think this is coming to uh marvel (laughs) or disney plus anytime soon yeah Um, I, i did see when i looked it up to read about it a little bit more uh i did see that it is on youtube Mm-hmm. Or I don't know if it's the whole thing or only clips of it, but yeah, for all you it's, YouTube subscribers out there, you can go ahead and watch Generation X. It's a it's an interesting movie, uh, for sure. I think but interesting is not a bad term for this. So yeah, we're here to talk movie reviews, and so it's fun to do these things because they're out of the ordinary. And Paul mentioned before, but like Paul's wife is always like, "Why does Justin make you watch these?" <laughs> and to be honest with you. I honestly would rather watch these than a lot of the other movies that are out there. I mean, like it's cause it's like, there's a, a when there's a, I wouldn't just sit down and watch these movies when there's a point to it, when there's no. an actual reason to yeah. watch this and to discuss it, that makes sense. I'm not just going to throw on generation X, um, yeah. not you to know, be confused with D generation X, just so everybody knows not to be confused with D generation X. <laughs> 
But no, uh, DJ, yeah, that would... Degeneration X movie from back in the day, I think, might have been better than this. I'm not sure, <laughs> but that's the thing. So, like a, this is a... like a 30 minute, and that's why this has to be taken a little differently because it was a TV show. But we all right. know until more recently, until what like Game of Thrones, um, you know, those the new Marvel shows and things like that, things were treated See, like, as TV shows. Do you, think, do you think HBO started this trend of like? having high quality television shows that are more yeah. like movies do you think that's I mean, sort of like the hbo trend yeah because i mean game of thrones was like i think one of the first ones to actually have budgets that were like movie budgets or at least a scaled right. down movie budget but like like okay the budget for this the budget quote unquote according they, to the internet for this four million was four million but yeah. four million dollars to make an episode of a tv show is actually not crazy for a lot of times nowadays like that's what the budgets right. are when you get into I 20 episode seasons and though yeah. This was like 96, right? Like, what yeah. what was the average budget of a TV show then or something and, like that? Like, And, and, and do we know whether or not this like was... X-Files or comparable? I mean, did this shows, episode... Was like this two episodes? Was it long? Was it more because it actually was like an hour and a half long? No, it, was, it was probably would have been like what? Like, probably two episodes? Or if, like, if this was well, going to be an hour 80, show or if this was going to yeah, be Yeah, 87 minutes show. would be an hour and 27 minute episode for 1996 would be a long, long show. Yeah. So it would probably have been... The pilot split into two episodes, and so if right. it's two million dollars an episode in 1996, maybe that was a little high, maybe not. But like, maybe some of that's post stuff to get it to be made into a movie. I don't know how they someone figured that budget. Someone probably heard in a conversation was like, "Yeah, four million dollars. Let's put it on the internet." Yeah, seems reasonable. So it could have been made. It could have been made for. It could be made for eight hundred thousand dollars. We don't know. We found it out on the internet. It says four million dollars. So whether or not it's true or not, we'll see. But yeah, I don't know. Like the the, the fact that like. Episodes of Game of Thrones are made for, you know, Game of Thrones. Oh, that's got to be, holy smokes. Fast. What do you think? An episode of Game of Thrones has got to be well over Okay, so right? six six million dollars per episode is what they say, but some of them jumped yeah. in the last season, season six, seven, and the final season, they were between 10 and 15 million dollars an episode. But you so the two. Like we're looking ninety six, like the the CGI and stuff and special effects used in this probably were more expensive then because it wasn't as it wasn't as commonly readily yeah. used as it is nowadays. <clears throat> like I'm sure that a lot of streamlined in that production stuff now than was back then. Um, I'm gonna throw it out there, Justin. You ready for this? You ready for the the earth shaking thing? I liked it. I actually like Generation X. Um. It was entertaining. I was entertained during it. I if you're putting this up against other things we've watched, I liked it a lot better than Man Thing. Mm -hmm. Um, okay, was, sorry, did I cut you off? I just want to read it. Three yeah. to four million dollars is the average cost of a uh, as a drama series in the early in the mid nineties. It says okay, so two it was, it was about two to two and a half million for a, a sitcom, which would be half an hour. This would have been more of an hour drama yeah, series so, this so. Was okay. about on par realistically yeah. for costs yep. of it um so the special effects are definitely 96 made for tv special effects but like, they aren't horrible i think they at least matched other things of that timeline versus like going back and watching the one million dollar fantastic four movie that do not match the special effects of that timeline um you know if you pair this up against stuff that was on in that era um if i had been like, 96, all right, I would have been a freshman in high school. If this had gone on to be a TV series, I would have watched it. 100%. Like this was, this was available, I would have watched this back in 96. Um, As a, like, Marvel purist, I'm fortunate in the fact that I have never read Generation X. I mean, I know 
I know Emma, and I knew because it's focused around Emma. And oh, there it is. Did you believe first a first appearance X Men three eighteen first to PJ of uh, uh, Gen X. So it's the first appearance I have it written here. So first, okay, that's Gen our X. first Gen X appearance. That's right. That's this right. Is the first Gen X appearance right here. So um, this is when she leaves. Um, uh, the experience of that. School. So yeah, so yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so yeah. I, I, me either. I was not a huge. I mean, I have this comic because of early days of collecting comics. I was a oh, let's get some first appearances, and this right, is a, like three dollar first appearance. So why not? <laughs> so like, yeah. I don't know if because what um, Cassidy Banshee and Emma Frost are the two like head of the school, and I don't know if that's accurate to Generation X or not. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like I don't know the students. I read that two students of this were created for the show because two of the characters in the comics would have been too hard to portray their powers. Yeah. Um, and if they were popular, they said if the show took off, because Stan Lee was on the production team of this, they were going to add the two characters from the show into Marvel comics. Had this been successful, like a, a successful run. Um, so, you know, reading that, it sounds like the other characters were probably in the comics. Yeah, but never uh, yeah. In Generation X, I don't really know. So Generation X number one, mm. uh, the actual comic book featured Chamber, Husk, Jubilee, M, Skin, and Cinch. Um, so out of those, if you ask anybody, name one of those people that you know. The only one people are yeah. going to say is Jubilee. Like Jubilee. there's not there's not many people. That are gonna say. So but but what like like most like, things. Good. Uh, I was reading like Chamber and Husk were the two left out. Uh, and Husk they sort of included with the new girl. I uh, Ari yeah. was was mm-hmm. an addition that was essentially Husk for having super strength, but Husk like tears their skin off and is like a different yeah. muscle bound version underneath. And uh, they couldn't do Chamber because he's essentially a walking nuclear power plant. Yeah. Like his his whole upper torso and head is just like a floating skull and this giant energy thing. So like at that point, there was no way they were going to do that. Uh, but think- yeah, you're right. You, Jubilee is like the only known character in the No, I mean, if you look at go further down, I mean, like I'm looking at this, the characters that are in it on, on Wikipedia. And so you go further down. And so at ne- the ep- uh, issues 18 through 25, uh, Franklin Richards is part of the group. So that's that's obviously yeah. someone someone knows. Um, yeah. A leech is in there. Mondo's added. Um, uh, and yeah, uh, leech was in Exterminators, I think, yeah. originally and then came into. So there was, yeah, and- uh, I mean, the 75 issue, first of all, <laughs> Generation X went for 75 issues, which doesn't surprise really me. It's, it, has a, it has an X in it. I mean, so like it's yeah, an back, X comic. Back then, so... especially in the 90s with the height of it. Yeah. I mean, you're talking, you know, with, with X92, I think that picked up generations of X-Men fans. Mm-hmm. You know, the original animated, that, that was my launch point to X-Men. Officially really becoming a big thing was that animated series. Um, so it makes sense. You, you made it up to 96 and you still have some of that generation in there grabbing comics and stuff. So if it says X, they're going to buy it. Yeah. And so 75 issues came out. You guessed, you might know this, but how many different iterations of the team generation X do you think are in the 75 issues? The first 75 Ooh, issues. I'm going to say a dozen. 22. Holy smokes. And it's probably this- more like 20 because... Issues this team one through does not three. Well, yes, exactly. One, one through three and issues fourteen through seventeen have the exact same group, but that's okay. just different times. They added and subtracted people. And the same thing. The main group is Chamber, Husk, Jubilee, M, Skin, Cinch, and Penance. That's the one that stays together the most throughout this whole okay. thing. Um, and but Penance again, was originally Speed. 
mm-hmm. Speedball from Spider-Man was his first so. appearance. Yeah, yeah, and he becomes yes. Penance. Yeah, and so and then he goes why? on to the new of not new Avengers. I don't know. Speed. I can't remember. Oh, hold on. Where is this? Penance? Trying, trying to keep up with all the... Uh, Hollow. All the Hollow. Hollow is formerly known as Penance. Um, but again, I guess the point is, Paul, is, uh, you know, on this whole thing is, this to me is similar to when we talked, we talked about it in the past about picking random people to make movies for. Like, right. this has the X in it, and this is an X thing. It's got school, Professor X's school, yeah. you know, you know, all that stuff in it. But it's little known characters. It's Jubilee. In a bunch yeah. of people that people don't know, and to go this route for a TV thing to get people to watch it, it's That's just a weird. It's weird. Um, but we got like we got a bunch of angsty teenagers, yes, um, which is going to be great for you know, especially '96 era here. Um, and you know, like I, it might be safer going Generation X than if they were trying to do X Men and it not look good. And correct, uh, yeah, you know, your X Men purists being very upset. Uh, you're not gonna back in '96 probably have a very good interpretation of Beast on screen, Wolverine. Y- you've got these super mainstream love characters, so why not maybe go off and say we'll use these guys that less people know, and we're not gonna upset people no matter how this comes out. It, it, like, and who knows? In, this in is... the main character Jubilee, the the yeah. most relevant one. Her powers were well portrayed. They look. Yeah. I mean, it's she essentially shoots fireworks out of her fingers. Big whoop. The the, the 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 episode aired in February twentieth of twenty or nineteen ninety six, but that means they made it in ninety five. But that still could mean that like mm. behind the scenes in the Marvel world of creating movies, they were in development for the movie that came out in two thousand for X Men, and so they wouldn't right. want to touch what's coming out then uh, with this. Um, and the fact that there's also a possible. I mean, Marvel didn't have at this time didn't really have the you know, ability to say yes or no to this. Uh, Fox not, owned no. the rights to, to to the X characters, and so yeah. they basically were able to do what they wanted. It does make sense. I mean, five years later, Smallville came out. You know what I mean? So, yeah. like, in that sense that, like, there it, it was in people's minds to do this, like, angsty teenager. Um, yeah. It was, uh, it was definitely getting big in this era. And I felt like this was kind of what I was comparing it to, was giving it a little leeway, but sort of comparing it to Smallville. And Smallville has, like, the occasional cheese factor in it. And this is definitely like cheesy, kind of hokey, um, you know, made so, for young adults, yeah. made for teenagers. It's not, yeah, it's not yeah. made for you and I, yeah, it's not is, made for an old person. It's not intended for 40 year old man to watch and pick apart. In, in 96 too, Paul, <laughs> I don't think I was the target audience. If you think about 96 too, that was the end of the animated series run too. So like 96, yeah. 97 is right around there where they, where the uh, end of the series came. And so the name Jubilee was known to people uh, yeah. in that sense. Cause she was in the animated thing. And so maybe they could have been like, we just did the animated thing. Let's do a live action thing featuring someone from it, which is Jubilee and then make yeah. it different and so on. But like it, it as a whole, it's a weird thing for me to think about. Like, okay, Generation X is what they went with instead of X Men. Yeah. Uh, however, obscure pick. It makes sense in the sense that they're trying to do something different, as well as if they didn't want to mess up a property, like you know, they just learned from uh, Fantastic Four that they don't want to just right. take one and throw oh. it to it. Uh, that they could do this, and this could have also checked the box off saying we did something with X related characters, but we didn't actually do the x-men you know what I mean like there right. could have been that whole like we get to keep the rights because we did something with it we did we'll it do we the... made it yeah that's so interesting I, there wasn't a lot about that either as far as like because i did some internet scrolling afterwards yeah. and it, there wasn't a lot about this development and why this was necessarily made 
Um, but I mean, if you look at me growing up, X Men '92, I'm all in. I'm loving it. And now 1996, I'm a freshman in high school. Um, you know, I, I've grown out of my cartoons and action figures stuff there, and you're going straight into well, then here is you know this group of teenagers live action. I totally would have just gone straight on board with it. Mm-hmm. Like it would have been mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, all right, I can keep keep doing my superhero thing doing this in the era where, you know, it's you're in high school and it's less cool to be into superheroes and this and that. Um, so I, in some respects, it's really not, wasn't a bad marketing no. campaign employee for but its time. It just, I watch, I don't know. They just didn't do something right. Apparently. Yeah. Cause obviously of course, I, I don't think maybe oh, marketing wasn't just... there because I was 10. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I was born in 86. I was 10 when this came out or almost 10. I was nine, but, um, I've been 10 in May, but they, um, I watched the animated X-Men TV show. So, you, you know, it's not like I, I, I'm 10 years old. I would have watched this, this show easily would have watched this show at 10 yeah. years old. And, but I didn't, I literally didn't know about it until about last year. Do you know what I mean? Like, so they didn't even like, I, wasn't even on my radar I, I as a big comic book fan. And big so this X-Men apparently fan. got like what one showing on Fox and it was just like, it's, it's gone. Like gone. now we'll never, never be seen again. Yeah. Which is weird. Cause like, it's not really all that bad. Um, the villain is interesting. Well, I wrote, they like, could they not afford Jim Carrey? That's like, I wrote poor I, man's Jim Carrey. I wrote poor man's yeah, exactly. Jim Carrey on This guy notes. is like, it is spot on watching Jim Carrey on screen. It was like they found a guy and was like, hey, can you just act like Jim Carrey for us? Yes. Um, Go watch Batman uh, forever with him as the Riddler. And then can you just yeah. turn that up a notch? And you're totally going to be him. Um, if you want to get into there. like uh, – Russ something is the main character. He's made up too. I, I double checked him. I was like, is he a villain? Like, is he a a mutant? I think I he's probably an amalgam of like a multiple people, but like yeah, multiple. He's you know, very like, Shadow King like, yes. right? Like Shadow King, you you enter these shadow realms and he could be there, and it's very dangerous. You could run into him, and that's kind of the thing in this where the the kid the kids enter this dreamscape land. For those that obviously haven't watched Generation X, and they they run into him out there. Um, so he so, felt sort of like Shadow King from the comics, yes. a little bit. Except this guy was his like, name is Russell Tresh. And Russell Tresh, there you go. Act, the actor is Matt wired. Frewer, right? Matt Frewer, and he actually was, if anybody doesn't know, is Moloch, M O L O L M O L O C K C H K. Sorry, M O L O C H from Watchmen. Really? I, I don't know what like, I don't I'm not a Watchmen I don't, fan. I've only watched Watchmen once. He was a voice of panic in the Hercules movie in ninety seven. Okay. He was big Russ Thompson in nineteen eighty nine's Honey I Shrunk the Kids. And he was if anybody watches was one of my favorite, honestly, people sometimes hate me for this, but um uh, is uh Dawn of the Dead, the the two thousand four Dawn of the Dead movie. Um it's I believe is better than the original, which people gonna crucify any horror fans that crucify me for that. Um, but he was also Frank in that. So like he is someone that's been like around Hollywood. He's still acting, I think, to this day. He was just in a TV show in 2020. So like he's, he is um, out there. He was Logan in, on The Walking Dead for six episodes. He's super um, high energy in this movie. Like super high energy. Um He's definitely got like a weird, creepy vibe to him. He's like, totally Jim Carrey, though. Whatever. But he is. He's a hundred percent. It's like it's like they just didn't paint him green, and he was just a mask. <laughs> yeah, like so hardcore. We just pulled Jim Carrey for this because he's 
like just bouncing all over the place and weird facial features and like a high pitch changing like voice and it's just strange strange it, it, but it's strange too and also you're picking character like why do you pick a, why do you make a villain the villain so you're not talking about a, a, a character in the Generation X group that you're just making up for the TV show because you're trying to fill this group mm. out in, in, in villain or in, in some of the original characters are hard to cast because of special effects and all that stuff. Yeah. Then you take the, the main villain, the person who gets like 50% of the screen time based on everything else because of they're the main right. villain and make that person a non-real character that really has yeah. no bearing anywhere else ever, has never been touched, no. has never been, like, it's it's just been this random character. Like, why wouldn't you pick someone, something, some... That you know. That you know. And have to, and here's yeah. the other part about it. I, I, I just put these two together, two, two together. Jack Shoulder, the guy who directed this, also directed A Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge, which has to do with nightmares. And so I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, oh my God, this guy just went back to the well. He was just like, gotta do it. Right. We're, gonna just, we're just gonna do dreams, nights, and nightmares in this thing. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just don't understand why like that's the villain they went with. Uh, not that yeah, they were bad. Really... I actually think it was kind of creepy and weird. It was like actually added to the yeah. to, to the to the movie. Well, and and with him being threatening to like come back and I mean, so first of all, he enters people's dreams and he can like yes. leave this subconscious idea that you can do anything. I mean, one guy ends up killing himself because of it mm -hmm. he thinks he's asleep and he's like just step off the ledge and he's so um you know you get that like creepy terror idea of like what he could do to someone um and then the idea that like you're your restful time you're going to sleep and he's always going to be there at night like tormenting mm -hmm. you like that's that's a legit like wow all right that's kind of terrifying if you want to get down to it um but it was a really strange choice to use a character that has nothing to do with the comics. And I felt like, in some respects, we could have introduced the kids and this and that and had a, an easier plot line of them dealing with anti-mutant things and just have a human villain that's not into all this weird dreamscape stuff. Is that hindsight, yeah. though? Because it worked so well in X-Men in, in the movie 2000? Like that that yeah. worked like that's what they did in that movie and so looking back on it was like oh they should have just done that but like obviously, com plot obviously comics that's what com that's what the x-men's all about, all about but like that's yeah. what x-men started out to be and so like it does make sense to do that but like they just jumped into this whole thing and they also grabbed the beginning of like the x-men animated series if you watch like the, the pilots of the x-men animated series which yeah really goes to xavier's school was like, almost, was like yeah. the exact same thing in yeah, this too it was like they pulled that from this but then it was like okay but that's the only good thing and i'm like right. uh there's a lot of great things like the x-men animated series is one of the best comic book related things on the marvel side for sure that's been on yeah, screen ever and they grabbed that one piece and then everything else is like okay we're just you know we're just well, gonna like do if, this if this was gonna be a, a pilot and we're gonna try to do this movie of it yeah so first of all like I, we left this villain that he could return like he, he yeah. might be back um, but you could have done the same thing with a human entity yeah. and um, just at the very end of it, see the glowing red eyes of a sentinel, like coming online. Yeah. You know, yeah, they did that would have been your, end. like that <laughs> would have been ridiculous your great ending suit. if you want to continue it. Instead of, yeah. Um, this, it was, this <laughs> was it yellow? And, was it yellow and red? I think so. Right. Yeah. It was like, it had the X on yeah, it. Why was he like, wearing this thing? So he abducts one of the kids and he wants to like do the surgery. It's been his whole yeah. deal, right? Yeah. He's going to, 
remove the brain of a mutant and take out the piece that makes him a mutant. Um, and he goes to do this in this elaborate, bizarre building he has. Yeah. And he decides to put on this, what the hell is this thing? Like a kimono cloak? Yeah. Thing? Like, what? what? Where did we come but, from? And boy, the jokes in this yeah. are really inappropriate. Made for TV in 96. It's a Marvel-based <laughs> film, which we, if anybody's watched or listened to these episodes that we do on here, uh, we've done Man-Thing, and Man-Thing, there's actual nudity in it. So that's not the idea that Marvel wouldn't do that back in the 90s. This just, right. it just It just happened to be that way. Or this is uh, the, the Man-Thing was the early or mid-2000s. But like uh, it, like Jubilee takes her shirt off, uh, obviously, there's no nudity, but like, there's just like she's like holding her chest and stuff like that. It's like, okay, that's interesting. Very uncomfortable. Uh, there's yeah. a bunch of scenes in there that are like that, and they make some jokes that are like, holy crap! Like the whole when they go to the bathroom, he goes, "I can see your beaver." Yeah. And I'm like, what the hell is going on right now? Yeah, like, I, just, I was like, seriously, this is gonna be on like Fox Television? And yeah, the kid, they can like see through things and have like X-ray vision, and that's what he's well, like, it did the right thing when he power. eventually saw through the girl that he was hanging out with. He saw through her pants and immediately left because it's like that's not right. And uh, that at least yeah. they, he, you know, and he stops. He stops looking. Yeah. Yes, but, but also like, not only guy... dirty jokes, but there's also corny jokes like Officer Hootie and Officer Blowfish. Yeah, <laughs> this is what Emma Frost pulls out. Like this is Emma is like amazing powers <laughs> and like she's supposed to be a high intellectual, yeah. and she's like Officer Hootie and Officer Blowfish. Like what? I, I I don't know if they did that to like get the Joker and they and they did it to like show that she can make anyone believe anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because she but does then it to the cop. like, yeah, okay. But then if someone was like, no, 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 no. we 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 understand that that's not really what you are because you, you officer who do you officer blowfish? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. But also like right. that was so, someone in the writing room or someone on the team like like friends with Hootie the Blowfish are just huge fans of Hootie. Yeah, I'm just gonna name drop them. Yeah, like so. oh, let's just put them in there. I was trying to figure out. The scene where the guy's got the kid strapped down and he's like, I can't, I can't let you leave this, this realm with that hairdo. And he pulls out a razor and he's like, have you been circumcised? And I'm like, yeah, what the hell? <laughs> what, what even, what is happening we've, right now? We figured out why this never went any further, Paul. Like, this is it. Yeah. They're like, we can't do oh, this anymore. We can't but, do this. Yeah. So at the, the end of it, at the end of it, I'm joking about that. But at the end of it, like they definitely set this up to continue. This is definitely not ended. To yeah, the like okay, yeah, this is wrapped the, up. The, the bad guy's defeated, and yeah. he's in this like mental institution, and you can see in his eye the dreamscape is there. He like so you know he's still out there somewhere, and he's creepy as hell, really, yeah. popping up in your dreams. So, um, yeah, they they could have brought him back, and you could have had more of this story arc. And I don't know, I. If it this wasn't had gone on, I would have watched it yeah. as a kid. Well, so I, it, we probably would still bad. be discussing it for not being very good. But yes, I mean, it wouldn't have gone more than a season, probably. But my, you know, like if you compared this to in what they have to work with, what they have to do, uh, mutant powers are the yeah, and that's another thing. Why X is X Men or X related things are so funny that they made even went into making in real life was the fact that they are like the, the most difficult out of all the superpowers out there to, to try to do. Oh yeah, like you can do people flying. You can, but the X Men, the whole idea is mutations seems like it's one of those things that like you know obviously invisibility is pretty simple and easy to do they're just not in the room yeah. anymore they just talk right. um uh mind powers obviously are pretty easy to do um I'd but say like some of these other ones 
trying to figure out how you're going to portray it and make it work. But they, they did fine with that. But yeah, like Banshee and his hollering. He never flew. Which, he didn't get Banshee flying, but... Which, honestly, out of the special effects, this is definitely early 90s, mid-90s special effects for TV. Yeah. But weren't that bad, like you mentioned off the top. No. Like, the stretching skin. Yeah. Like, I would watch a Fantastic Four movie with the special effects of that done. Like, they yeah. obviously, wouldn't. they only did it, what, twice or three times in the movie, really? Yeah, two, uh, two like, or legitimate. three times in it, maybe. Uh, they did um, the arm yeah, stretching. Power. They did arm stretching once or twice. The, or twice, the for kid sure. pinches him and it pinches him, pulls the skin. But they look like the pinching. I was like, oh, my God. I was like, wait, that actually doesn't look that bad. Like, it doesn't look that hard. Uh, no. And his superpowers for I was a husk. That or the yeah. husk version was that she took her shirt off and then she was like a bodybuilder. Like it was like they just right. swapped out a different body and I was like, okay, I can totally tell that's not the girl. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and they didn't they didn't time that well either because they show her like getting changed, trying on clothes because she always wears like super big baggy yeah. clothes, and it's like she starts lifting the shirt and like looks just like a normal person, yeah. and then the other girl Jubilee walks in and she's this she's giant. <laughs> Yeah, ginormously. And, she, and she's also, I think, standing like kind of like this. Like, why are you like? If no yeah, one, you just, if no one's watching uh, you, why are you? Yeah, you're flexing. Fle I mean, I flex all the time um, when no one's watching me, but that's exactly. not good. <laughs> but, but yeah, I don't know. It just seems like a difficult thing, and that's like one of those things. That, I don't. Like, I'm, re I'm reading the MCU I, book right now, Paul. The MCU, the reign of Marvel Studios. It came out in October. It's like a biography okay. about like how things happen behind the scenes. They talk to a bunch of people. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's extremely good. And is there a chapter uh, about Generation X in it? No, there isn't. But they talk about <laughs> early days like this and how there yeah. is there was a lot of early day stuff that like they had either a no control over or no. um, people rushed into production and, and so on and so forth, trying to get things out there. Stan, it's gotta and be obviously... frustrating sitting there with some of the stuff yeah. Fox did. And, well, and watching it, the part of it also is Stan going in and saying, "I want to make these things," and Stan right. just really wanted to be. You know, if there was one uh, big fault, other than obviously we can talk for hours about whether who gets credit, all that stuff, we know that's yeah, an yeah, issue. Yeah. But another big fault for Stan, as 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 a as a wonderful as a man he was to comics and what he actually made and did for comics, one of his big faults was trying to be too much in Hollywood. And he, towards the end of his yeah. like big big reign at Marvel, he was just in los angeles trying to push these marvel on tv and all that sort of stuff and 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 sometimes things like this get made again not bad like if you you have to go into it this not is really. not you know captain america winter soldier oh god captain america civil war this is not those movies or the x-men from 2000 honestly so, it's not well, those movies say, but emma, what it is emma's emma's wearing what emma wears in the comics and looks yeah. like emma in the comics and banshee's not bad like this like I don't know, black leather, like, best thing he's wearing. Yeah. Like, he's not bad. Um, and they did the right with like, Jubilee grabs her yellow coat, her trademark, you know. Um, but the end scene where the girl is in the new uniform, yeah, that right there would be a reason to not continue this series. <laughs> yes. When she shows up in this bright red spandex and the hair's all crazy done and this – like belt buckle keeps glistening with the X yep. on it. Oh, that so was a bad. good reason to wrap this up and not continue the series because <laughs> that looked horrible. The people behind that the scenes were really like, bad. "Yeah, we're we're gonna go we're, we're gonna go forward with this," and then they saw that scene and they're like, "Yeah, we're not doing it anymore. Nope, not, this is canceled." Them. Just you because had, of that. You had us until Done. then. Done. Finish. <laughs> um. Yeah, because the rest of it, like the the costume and stuff, didn't look bad. So I really liked the girl who played uh, Ari, the, their version of Husk. Um, yeah. Like, she was good in it, but if you're supposed to believe that she was this 
like something about her muscle structure keeps like rebuilding itself and she's like enormously jacked mm-hmm. and everything. You can't really I don't know if you really buy that a lot from from this. Like yeah. I don't know, you maybe needed a a, a taller actress or, or a larger like person because she's sort of small. Like she's smaller than most of the other characters yeah. there. Um, so I feel like that's a, was a little bit hard on the casting side. But uh, on the side of the powers and stuff, like the kid that they also, I think he was a self-created one as well, the one with the sunglasses. Uh, um, yeah, let me just, I, had, I had them up here. Um, on IMDb, it's great because they list them all, but they don't actually yeah. explain who they are, like what they are. So like Fiona Hughes, I'm not going to go everybody's names, but there's Emma Frost, White Queen. Uh, there's yeah. Sean Cassidy, uh, who plays Banshee. Or Sean Cassidy. He was good. Cassidy, sorry. He, was, sorry. He, was, he was good. Um, like. There was, I can't, this like name is 17 names in it because it's M. M, who ends up becoming Penance. It's like a morphed version right. of that. Uh, Jubilee. Uh, Mondo is in it. Uh, skin. And I don't know, so, is Mondo's, Mondo's power is accurate that he can absorb whatever he's touching, I guess? Yeah. Right? He like, like, he just he goes along. Like, he doesn't like Jello. We know that much. Um, You're right. Uh, yeah, I don't know. And then so skin is in there. Obviously, we talked about skin. Yep. Oh, and then they changed the name um, of of Susanna Davis, the one you just mentioned, is to Buff. B U F F. But her name is Buff. Yes. Uh, yeah. In, in this, and then Refrax. I'm, I'm guessing Refrax is the name of the guy who emits uh, radi- uh, radiation, giving him X-ray vision and heat beams. Is that there? We don't okay. want to use or can't do X-Men characters. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. Right, right, right. Yeah, because he's Cyclops, like spot on. Well, I, right, I saw it for the first time. Cyclops, look, but he's we have the internet, Cyclops. right? We have the ability right. to look up the internet, and we can actually look this up. But if you were to watch yeah. this in 1996 on TV and just see that character show up on TV, you'd immediately think it was X, uh, Cyclops. Like you would not like, until someone says something. Like, yes, and then when yeah. they're like, "Oh, extra edition," like, he's not Scott, and they don't no. call him Cyclops and that. And I'm like, okay. And then you find out like he's always wearing the sunglasses to help control his x-ray vision or whatever yes. but he does have it in the the blast he can control it's not like cyclopses that are constant Correct. um and i don't know it wasn't bad you know he's this 1996 blonde haired spiked haired kid and then he takes the glasses off and his eyes are like this grayish blue like yeah it wasn't bad like and him using his powers weren't like horrible looking on screen i mean you figure they had the same time lois and clark with superman using his heat vision uh, and all that, so it was not terrible. They're casting for for characters no, and stuff. All the good people. I mean, I would have liked. I don't know. Jubilation. Uh, Jubilee was pretty good, but like, there's something about Ju- Jubilee. Is he, she's one, probably one of my favorite X Men, and that's mm. the early the early '90s cartoon probably yeah, yeah. more than anything. Um, is sure. that I feel like when they eventually put Jubilee, like Jubilee, Jubilee, and like the MCU and things like this, like mm. I really want to be nailed for casting because I just feel like yeah, uh, yeah. Just I don't so think this was the her. perfect Jubilee. You know? But, but not um, bad, not bad. Not saying yeah, like, not it's not bad. like none of this was bad. The only weird and creepy thing was like they took a Jim Carrey character and made him the villain because I feel like that's the reason why they made him the villain was because they probably like he probably tried out for a different character auditioning and they're like, oh, right. you're freaking weird. You're the villain. We're making a villain, yeah. everybody. <laughs> this is it. Yeah, we got and, one. And, this and, is the guy. And, yeah, but the casting was done well. The uh, the scene there were some weird scenes like the like obviously there's dream really sequences weird. in there the dancing yeah. scene where he brings her dancing in the woods, uh and yeah, then he realized the, the jungle, dream like jungle or something yeah that was, I was just like yeah. that's that's what your dream is to go dancing like 
Is that their interpretation? Yeah. Like we can't see them sleeping with each other because this is TV. So right, we can't so get his so real fantasies. This is as close as we're going to get. They're dancing in right. the jungle. <laughs> and here he but. is like, I mean, he's trapped in the school and this and that. So I guess, you know, whatever. He, he's out doing his thing with this girl that he has the hots for. Yeah, that's um, the same. That might be what yeah. it is. Um, you know, te- the teens will be teens thing. The whole like going out on town and on the town and wanting to be like, yep. you know, free and all that stuff that they still have the powers, the way they treated yep. how people treated mutants, like they treated them as lesser people and stuff like that it makes yep. like that, that, that worked out well. Uh, oh, did you know the mansion? So the mansion for the Xavier Institute is Hatley Castle, which is also used for Xavier school in X2, X-Men, the last stand, X-Men days of future past Deadpool and X-Men apocalypse, as well as Deadpool two. No kidding. Yeah, so that's that actually that. Yeah, that's the when one they, they pulled used. up to it. I was like, it. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, because so there's multiple X movies that use that same castle. So in the same sense, it's like, well, at least they had some of that on on scene. Like we have that time. So yeah. So in supposedly the the potential of Deadpool three and him breaking the fourth wall and going multiple dimension wise. Right? No, we're not going to show up in Generation <laughs> X. Oh my god! Like, it would, the funny thing is, it'd be for people like you and I who are like. That's like fan service, yeah. but like, who the hell would know who anybody out there? Well, you the, dead... the guy's still acting. Deadpool <laughs> could just like pop into a dream, and the guy's doing all this weird stuff, and Deadpool just like bang. The the the, the funny thing is, though, is like, what was hard about this? <laughs> the Deadpool movies, though, like like my wife loves the Deadpool movies, but doesn't want to watch. I mean, she likes the MCU a little bit, but she a lot, but yeah. she doesn't like. She doesn't care as much about it that the people. My wife does De- not like the Deadpool movies. So Deadpool three, he's gonna do all this stuff. Like half the stuff in the Deadpool three movie, if they do that stuff, are gonna go fly over people like your wife and my wife's heads. Like, okay, I have no idea. Like we'll get some of it. Like all of a sudden, I know we're like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, and then you'll be like, oh wait, that that's that's only I'm gonna get that. Taylor has no idea what the no idea right what's now. happening right now. But yeah, I'm, who is that know. person and why did he kill him? <laughs> why did like, why did that guy sound like Jim Carrey but wasn't Jim Carrey? I don't understand this right now. <laughs> But for like, it made sense when you're watching it. When I was watching, so when we watched Nick Fury, Agent of Shield, we're like, okay. Oh, this was this was much better than Nick Fury, Agent of yes. Shield. Yes, yes. And when you watch, it had a, movie... it had a, a plot and a purpose. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, they were going. Like, it it made there. sense. I don't. I I would love to know more about this. I'd love to know a little bit about like why it didn't move forward. Like, what was the actual yeah. reasoning for it? Because obviously, it got moved from era... a pilot. It got moved from a pilot to a, um. TV movie to a TV movie. So obviously they 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 put the money in and they're like, oh, I guess we'll continue going on with it somehow. So it's not like right. they wanted to bury it. No. Um and yet it got I, I didn't see that it got more than the one airing, one whatever movie night Fox was trying to promote. February twentieth, nineteen ninety six. Well here's the, here's the reason why it didn't move forward. It's the same reason why like um uh, Did this ever it? come out on like DVD or something? Was this possible to even no, purchase back then? Nope. It's on. There's no VHS. No. Nope. It's just just disappeared. Wow, that's weird. But like, so so Agent Carter. You remember the show Agent Carter? It was on ABC. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I never. That watched had two it, seasons. Yeah. It was critically acclaimed, and I believe it won some awards, but got canceled because no one watched it. And right. so that's I think something like this, something like the, uh, the movie. Mean, on the night that I the movie heard it replayed, was really good. And I still never watched it. The movie tied for 72nd out of 108 Nielsen-rated programs that night. So there was only... I found eight, it, folks. Uh, what? On, on eBay, you can what? purchase Generation X, the DVD, the 1996 movie release. 
Welcome to the future. Heroes are no longer born. Oh, they, they are created. Generation they did X. put it out. They have it on did. Blu-ray. It's available on Blu-ray, Paul. <laughs> it's There's a movie for poster for it. Fifty dollars on I, Etsy. Jesus. I, oh, wait a minute. What? Generation X, the movie poster, it has mutant, and it's but it's Generation sweepstakes sponsored by Sega, the makers of Sega Saturn. We're Skybox, Toy Biz, like everybody and their brother is promoted on this poster. The world premiere of the original movie coming to Fox February 1996. I kind of want to buy this poster and hang it up in the comic store. We need a bigger <laughs> store to have like both. So people can come in and be like, what the hell is that? <laughs> uh, here you go, live action. So on Etsy, someone's selling a Blu-ray of it. There's no way someone made a Blu-ray of it. Seriously? Why is it not yeah, I can't anywhere find else? I can't find a Blu-ray. All I can find is uh, – and the DVD copy is like from 96. It's old and grungy looking in the case. And But the, there the, it is. It's It's out there. The cover of this Blu-ray actually looks legit. Like it looks like something that would like could be made nowadays. Honestly, it's got the nice, cool Generation X logo on it, like the good one, right? Which is actually also what they use. But the poster for this thing, the Generation X logo, is the Generation X logo from the comics. Yeah, it's straight up. Cool. They're they're trying to promote the comics, and the the movie casing looks like they tried to make this like a horror, and it's got the old Marvel Comics logo right on it. That's a so new breed of superheroes, Generation no. X. I, yeah, I, do I don't not... know how I never. How did I never see this somewhere? I used to buy, like, when I got my oh, first job okay. and started having, like, expendable money, I bought, I bet I bought anywhere from three to five movies a week. Like, paycheck comes, yeah. I'd go out, grab some movies. Um, I bought movies galore, and it's crazy I never even saw this thing. Well, I'm trying to figure out whether or not, like, the poster makes sense, but the Blu-ray... This person it says on Etsy, it says handmade, handmade ships from Vermont. My guess is that someone made, <laughs> like someone, put it onto a, someone made someone, this whole thing. Picture yeah. is okay, There's not HD sound, fan, very cool. Justin, the one hardcore fan has made yeah. Blu-rays of this and is trying to get this on the market for you people. For $45. <laughs> and there's, okay, here's I the would, issue. I don't think I would spend $45 on this movie. Here's the big thing, Paul. Ready for this? There's only eBay, nine of them left. There's the nine left of this Blu-ray, whatever someone made. <laughs> it's in the three people's carts, Paul. <laughs> like only there's a cult following for Generation X. Should I? I'm gonna right. have to link that on the website when we post this thing. Be like, you could buy it on you eBay, on Etsy yeah, right now. Go get on support this Blu-ray, possibly illegal. <laughs> I don't know what's going on there. But... Who knows what this is? So the thing is, is it set yeah, itself but that's up the funny, be... I mean, eBay, eBay, I only see the one DVD. I don't see any more. Yeah. That's it. But it's like I, a yeah. legit. So there's a cult following for Generation X. All right. I mean, but the thing is, it's funny. Like, if you look at the reviews on this Etsy thing, people are like, the reviews for, oh, they might, this is for this shop. They might. Oh, you know what I didn't look up is, I couldn't look up. I couldn't look up Amazon reviews to this because it's not on Amazon. It's not but, on Amazon. Um, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't exist Amazon world. No. So, but the, the. It set itself off to be such a good thing. Like it was definitely well, it was well made for what it is. Okay, let's let's, oh, let's what it is, it the, yeah. Let's talk. Yeah. This is this is February twenty first, nineteen ninety six. We're on this podcast right now. We're talking the day after it aired on TV. Dude, I would have been freaking stoked. I'm sure. Yes. I'd have been like this well, was that's awesome. Pre, that's pre everything else we've been able to get over the past thirty years. Yeah. 
There wasn't anything else. Well, you twenty years. We had the old stuff when I was a kid that was around from like the seventies and eighties that were really bad, and you get like the Dolph Lundgren Punisher that I watched like too many times to probably say. Coming um, up on the Cates and Tights podcast. Coming up on Cates and Tights, I get to rewatch it again. Um, like I, I, but yeah, I watched it because it was a Marvel movie and I had Punisher action figures mm-hmm. and this and that. Um, but yeah, realistically there wasn't anything else besides me. And back then to get like the X-Men 92 series, I was spending a fortune and buying the VHS copies at Toys R Us and at Stunco Cinema. So yep. that way I could watch them and I'd always be like, you know, you're, you're missing them because they were numbered and they, that series had a continuing plot line. Yep. So like if I had one, two, three, and then no, they only had five and eight, I kept waiting to try to find four. So then I could get four and five. Um, but there wasn't anything else. So like, I would have been freaking stoked after watching this, I, you know, I mean, it, it, 1996 I watched... Paul would have been like, this was the greatest thing I ever come on television. <laughs> And I've watched a lot of X Files. I've watched a lot of this stuff from the early, the nineties and early two yeah. thousands, where the special effects were not the highest grade, and this fit right yeah. in there. This is not like one of yeah. those things where like oddly stuck out, stood out. Like this is not good special effects. This is not good. Whatever at the time, what they were doing on TV with a budget of four million dollars, that is a great spot. job. It's, it's spot on. It matches all yep. of it for its era. Yeah, hundred percent. How so there was the of course they had that one million dollar budget, but there was the FF movie of its time yeah. that got made versus yeah. like I I'd said that I went and watched Lois and Clark and Lois and Clark looked much better yes. of Superman flying and doing things and using his heat vision all this than the FF movie did with its you know but it had a one million dollar budget I'm, I'm sure Lois and Clark probably spent close to a million dollars an episode or better in 90 mm. whatever that was 93 um so yeah comparatively but if you watch anything from 96 this fits right in with it like, I mean, this fits in with not, probably most 1996 special effect movies. Yep. If you go back and watch sci-fi movies of this era. In it, the acting they, they casted for it, for the for the teenagers or the young, first of all, great that they used young, teen, like, they used teenagers, which is what it should be. Like, unlike yeah. Austin, I know right in the X-Men movies, it was like, cool, they're young. And then all of a sudden they're like 40-year-old men. And it's like, that, that, no, that's not, <laughs> that's yeah, not what, we want young, what's happened here? young. Um, yeah, but like they would have been heartthrobs in a sense. Like they would have been the people that were out there at comic conventions signing autographs. If we were oh, like they are nowadays, yeah, signing autographs, yeah. these things, and doing all these things. Spot on. Had posters on the wall of them and this, stuff like that. So. This was popular. Kids would be dyeing their hair like bleach blonde to be like the kid yep. from yeah, the kid with the sunglasses, wearing sunglasses yeah. in school all the time. Refracts. 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 There we go. I'm never gonna remember that kid's name. We're gonna change the podcast name. It's the Refracts Podcast. <laughs> um. We should. That's our. That's our movie review episode segments. They're the refrax episodes. <laughs> Get us. Um, yeah. Fix sunglasses, Daryl. But boiling it down, it's poor man's X Men from night two thousand. That's the. That's yeah. the other side of things. Four years later, we yeah. get the X Men movie that came out. And you're like, oh, this is what it should have been like. And so you like, know what's four- funny? As a diehard X Men fan and a diehard X Men ninety two fan, I have more problems with X Men the X Men movie than I do with this. If you want to get right into it, like, you know, you get so, right down to it. I have a lot more problems with that movie than I do with this. So obviously I did not set you up for this ahead of time to talk to you about this, but what oh, dropped boy. yesterday on the day that this actually drops on, on, on social media, on the internet and all that stuff. I yeah. did all 15 live action X-Men films ranked. I did oh, there's 15 of them technically, because it also includes this, which is generation X. 
it also includes Dark Phoenix, obviously all those movies, New Mutants, Deadpool. Um, yeah. All those are technically the X-Men movies. Uh, and then obviously you have Logan, stuff like that as well. Um, so, All right, know, so X-Men I'm going to throw, two... throw one guess too. I'm going to say that I'm going to say that X-Men 2 is number one and Logan's number two. X-Men 1 is number two. Okay. Well. Logan, Logan's number one. Logan's so, number one? Okay. Yeah. And then so Deadpool for my ranking, I three. think I put X2 as my top movie. And then X2 I would have Logan's number two. X2 for me is number six. Wow. But that's because I really? like days. I liked the Days of Future Past in the first class movies a lot. The more recent ones. Uh, oh, and I then, hated and these then, movies. And then Deadpool. Um, oh yeah. yeah, Deadpool is up there. So um, I, I, yeah, if you're gonna count Deadpool in with the X Men stuff, then yeah, yeah I would have. It, it was, they, were, Dead, they go to they go to the mansion. Deadpool would be very highly ranked. In fact, the first Deadpool movie might be my number one. But I will also spoil this for you to tell you right now that originally when i first watched the, the the beginning of this thing i was like this is gonna be the worst x-men movie ever made this is the world right. you know, generation x right however dark phoenix was so bad <laughs> oh that god that movie sucks dark phoenix <laughs> is number 15 and generation x is number 14 so yes! <laughs> um the funny thing is is that i had for to, all you generation x fans out there as bad as and the thing is also as bad as new mutants was I had to just—it's an edge. There's an edge to Mutants over this. There's an edge to Mutants over this. That's all. There has to be an edge, and that's mainly because if you're looking at all of them and you're ranking them all, it's like yes, this was made in '96, but in the same sense, like <laughs> at least they did the special effects were better in, in New Mutants, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I know it has right, to do with right, the right. fact that it was 20, 25 years later, but still, right. I don't know. Yeah, so there has to be that when I go back to it and look at it and go, okay. So, number fourteen is is uh, Generation X. Number thirteen is New Mutants, and then obviously Dark Phoenix is so I, bad. I have to watch all of them so I could make a list because I have not watched New Mutants. Um, and honestly, I really did not like the the second wave of X Men movies. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't even okay. finish the Apocalypse one. Yeah, yeah. Like I didn't even finish it. Um, so but, I would have to but... go back and actually sit and watch them all. But that's to me uh, the X Men uh, Three was not particularly good no, either. No, that's that's like I, I uh, Kelsey Grammer as Beast was excellent, and Beast at least at the time because I haven't watched it since then. At the time, Beast looked good on screen. I don't know if he still does. So, but overall, number ten is X Men Last Stand. So third X Men movie is ten, and number eleven yeah. is X Men yeah. Apocalypse. So there, the X Men okay. Apocalypse was not good. And then okay, honestly, so I, I'm not wrong in that at least. The worst of the I say older, the worst of the original runs of X-Men before they went to the new ones uh, was X-Men Origins of Wolverine. Oh, God, yeah, that is terrible. Yeah, that was well, in 2009. Both, both of those Wolverine movies are really bad. Yeah, so because I mean, you've Wolverine, got... the, the Wolverine I have at number nine, but that's only because after that is Last Stand, after that is Apocalypse, yeah. after that is yeah. Wolverine. Yeah, Rider, it's it's really bad. Movie. Comparatively, so, like, it's still better than these other ones. Yes, it's, um, top, yeah, it's the not origins, in the better top Wolverine half. Origins was, with the Deadpool, Ryan Reynolds being just butchered was just horrendous. And so, but, this is like, the, the, we've got a scale of X Men movies that we've got out there that we've got this, mm-hmm. and the fact that first of all, it's the whole thing about when we talked about the Fantastic Four how. The Fantastic Four movie that never was released to me was the best Fantastic Four movie ever made, and that says I something. haven't watched all of them, but I'm gonna say it, it probably is. Also says something that this 1996 made-for-TV movie was better than Dark Phoenix. 
That also says yeah. something. Like that's how yeah, bad Dark Dark, Dark Phoenix was. that got a, a worldwide release, had a fortune spent on it, and all this and that, and it is I couldn't stomach it. I tried. I I'm out. I'm done. So, but yeah. So for X Men fans, it's worth watching this for sure. If you can watch that, yeah. Like you said, I'm actually. Yeah. I didn't know. Did you look it up to see if you can see it on YouTube or? Um... It, it popped up on YouTube. I didn't watch it on YouTube um, to go in and see if it was a full length movie or if it was like clips or something. But uh, YouTube did pop it right up. Um, yeah, it has would... three three years ago, someone put it on here. Uh, started playing music in the background here. Hold on. Mute that. Uh, I was. Every time I do that, I'm always like, oh, my God, people can hear that. But I realized that I, only I can hear it. Oh, yeah, it's on here. It's on here. Uh, you can watch it on YouTube. Um, you not knowing whether or not that's legal or not. But uh, it, it's uh, definitely on there. It's obviously I mean, made it's in, in, in low resolution because it came, it came out in 96. <laughs> so right. it's not like it's high def, everybody out there, just so you know. Um, yeah, but yeah, man, it's no. And that might help it because we like if the things are blurry, the special <laughs> effects might look better. It looks better, yeah. I mean, that's like watching the original Transformer movie. I went from watching that, or not Transformers, that Terminator. I went from watching Terminator on VHS, which you're like, oh wow, to Blu-ray where it cleans everything up, and I'm yeah. like, oh god. And I yeah. was like, I was watching it on a VCR on your old school '80s television, yeah. like watching it every day. Terminator is the greatest thing that ever happened. To I went straight to Blu-ray and flat screen, and I'm like, oh my god, this is not good. Well, it's like, always when HD, HD started coming out like big. I was working at Circuit City and Best Buy at the time, and like when people were like HD TVs and HD movies and Blu-rays and uh, it was it, HD DVD was the one that was Toshiba was putting out uh, that was comp yeah, competing with Blu-ray. I remember that. So, yep. And uh, they were like, "Oh yeah, and porn's gonna be in high definition." I'm like, "Dude, no one wants to that. watch high definition." porn. <laughs> you don't want to see that. <laughs> the and, people and that then, are doing these movies, no one's like, "Oh, I want to see their body." crystal clear and like no no we don't <laughs> when we were um, growing up you're watching hbo on the flickered tv you'd, you'd be happier than watching <laughs> hd porn i just never understood that like why would you want to do that it's like oh god but yeah so there's certain things that make sense to watch in lower resolution and i would say yeah you, you generation don't X makes see, sense yeah you don't want to see some of these old 90s and 80s producted movies in high definition it's not going to improve it for your viewing no. experience howard the duck you don't want to watch howard the duck in super high def howard the duck on vhs probably looks much i better. have it in blu-ray though so <laughs> <laughs> uh howard the duck man i love howard the duck howard the duck shows up in uh what if season two if anybody wants to watch that the first episode actually Seth, Ooh, uh, i haven't Green. watched i i didn't even finish the first season of what if i still have to finish that we, uh, i was Seth, watching it with the girls and, and yeah. they lost interest and seth green is, what is, is. Uh, the voice of who also has voiced howard the duck in every mcu production that he's been in so like the post-credit scenes mm. the thing he's been in the background it's all been seth green school so if they don't continue that if they actually do a howard the duck movie or tv show that's gonna be really upsetting to me because <laughs> i like it's seth not green seth green. yeah it's fair yeah uh seth green of it fame of of uh stephen king's it fame because he was one of the uh losers of the loser club yeah one of the ones that didn't come to bangor because he's too yeah i was gonna say he's, he's, too, um, he's got stuff to do he's important Yes, exactly. But I think it's worth it. I think it's well made. I will say though, it's, it's a fun. one it's a one star movie in my book. It's still not if if you because if you even if you just rate it based on other X Men movies out there, it's like out of all the scale of a movie, it's it's not great. If you want, so to, you can't. Yeah, if you want, to, if you want to talk about like the actual movie quality of everything, I'm not gonna like stop this halfway through and be like, "Hun, you gotta watch this with me." It's so yeah, good. not like so, rewinding it, and watching it again. Um, but 
Yeah, it's it's probably a one star, two two star, maybe, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, and I guess do you want me to like I can look up to see what we did for other movies if you want to like. Yeah, yeah. Let's go compare here. What did they have uh, like twenty five percent on Rotten Tomatoes or something? It was pretty low. And four point four on IMDb, which IMDb. actually is 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 not horrid for a lot of these things. Four point four. Right. Is your 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 four point five four to five somewhere around there? It's just a bad movie, but doesn't well, mean like that I it's. Said, um... I I liked this far more than I liked Man Thing. Mm-hmm. I thought this was in. It was at least fun. It at least kept me entertained. But it was sort of watching a bit of my childhood again. It was like watching the old high school stuff. Like, cause it, it you know growing up on it. If you didn't grow up on any of this and you didn't live through this era. Um, it probably doesn't hit you as well okay, without so that we get, nostalgia vibe. Together, we like I said, sometimes you were two and a half. I was one and a half, or whatever we put it as. So, yeah. uh, how Howard the Duck was a two. Um, okay. Man Thing was a one. Yeah. Agent, Nick Fury, Agent of Shield, was a half star. Yeah, no, that's um, so. Those are the ones that we've done recently. Obviously, Batman Returns does not count because it's more. We we did that for Christmas, not for like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ba- Batman movie. Returns. Batman Returns is a little better than this. I'm gonna say, folks. Although, like I had said in the podcast for Batman Returns, watching it without my nostalgia and without my childhood love yeah. and all of this, Batman Returns has got a lot of flaws in it that I didn't yeah. really consider until I watched it from another perspective. But um, I saw. So I gave I, it a I, one star. I don't know what you I, want to I'd do, give, but I'd give this one and a half. I'd go one okay. and a half. I I think that you know my time is done. This is yeah. level Howard the Duck. It's it, I think it's probably honestly a little better than Howard the Duck for me. So there we go. I know it's definitely to me, better Howard, than thing. It's a Howard the Duck better than Agent of Shield. Howard Fury the Duck always one. gets a little bit of a push for me because I just freaking love the character Howard the Duck. Like <laughs> he's just dope. I just love Howard the Duck. This had more consistency uh, than Howard the Duck. Let's go with that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and he again, didn't have the weird claymation monster at the end. Although the beginning scene, I did not have high hopes for this with the beginning scene when they have a mutant tied up and yeah. he has a weird, you never really see it all, but a weird claw looking something, yeah. hand. I, when, when, when Emma Frost barges in the room and makes this like everything goes flying around, um, that opening sequence, I was like, oh boy. I mean, and that might have helped too because... I was getting ready. I'm like, here we go. Yeah, this is uh, on gonna a ride. Suck. We're on a ride here. Like, all right, be prepared. This is gonna be a painful 90 minutes. Um, and then it turned around. Like honestly, it got much better from that spot. <laughs> it. I mean, it was like I said, it wasn't a bad movie. And I'll tell you right now, if you tell, oh, which movie would you pick? This or Dark Phoenix? I'd watch this over again. It's not, you know, it's, it's gonna yeah. happen. So, so yeah. that this against Wolverine Origins, this against X Men Last Stand. Like, there's definitely movies that I'm gonna watch over this one even if i rank this one lower than those because i th- there's a difference between ranking in my opinion of like how good a movie is and versus obviously we've talked about this in the past of how rewatchable a movie is like this right. is rewatchable and there's other movies that are just not even close to being rewatchable out of all the movies that we've watched so far on these things like howard the duck rewatchable yeah nick fury agent of shield is not and so like even but even like Don't some of those movies yourself, are just, yeah so you know no no oh. howard generation Duck's x ones, i like, could say if you want to watch something sort of fun and from this era, watch yes. Generation X. Yes, and if you want to watch something fun had. from this era, do not watch the Nick Fury Agent of Shield. No, no, <laughs> no. Do not. Unless you want to watch, uh, David, uh, help me out, Hasselhoff. David Hasselhoff, like hey, David not... Frasselfroff. Isn't that from Guardians of the Galaxy? <laughs> David Frasselfroff. Yeah. 
So unless you want to watch him not really try. <laughs> read the like, MCU move book that I'm sorry reading right now is well worth it. Just came out in October. But in there, supposedly Ike Perlmutter, the guy, the former owner of, of Marvel uh comics and Marvel Entertainment and all that stuff, um yeah. had promised David Hasselhoff that any time Nick Fury showed up on screen that he would be Nick Fury. And Ooh, when they we the Billy D. Williams thing here from Two Face. And they did not get Samuel L. Jackson's permission to start putting him in comic books looking like Samuel L. Jackson. And really? they did get contacted by his representatives saying, Should we be suing you? And then they <laughs> said to them, if we do put him in movies, we'd like to use him, da 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 and end up working out in his favor. But um yeah. Also, you'll notice that in the MCU, in the history of the MCU, Nick Fury has ran once, and it's because he's contractually obligated not to run in a movie. Um, they had to convince him to run in most movies. Like, all the action scenes and things he's moving fast in, he's driving a car. Um, because Interesting. He, but during Civil War, he was 65. So who the hell is making a 65-year-old man a tre- national treasure in Hollywood for us? Right. right, like, yeah, <laughs> like that's just crazy. Yeah, so those are the kind of fun things. But like, David Hasselhoff was given this role because Ike Perlmutter wanted to give it to him, and he does look like that. And we talked about that. He does look like Nick Fury. Yeah, well, the casting but... wasn't bad if he if he came into it like he was trying, and if the rest of the thing wasn't ridiculous. And that's the thing. Like... That's the other problem they had in this thing. They actually talk about it in this in this in this book that it was supposed to be a um comedy slash action thing but then as the rewrites and things happen and things like that it was like moments that were supposed to be funny weren't funny and moments that were supposed to be serious were funny and it didn't just hit correctly and that's just, why yeah, and just none, of, none of that worked that's why it's basically floated off into the ether uh, out there because people <laughs> don't really want to see it but I think Can this is worth, well worth watching I think people should do that it's definitely a watchable movie um, check yeah. it out you say I'm going to link it when we put this out there as well as when I ranked when the, the in the post that has all the ranked movies I have links yeah. to where you can watch them and it's obviously will click to the YouTube page so obviously take an hour and a half out of your time and watch them it's there's better than a lot of the junk that's out there right now I've watched some bad movies over the past couple of years and this is far better than some of those uh, that are out there but I agree. Yeah, that was excellent. So, Galacticon. We were trying to talk about Galacticon at the end of the last episode that you were on. And yeah. And the power went and out. And then we got hit by like a borderline hurricane. And then we both didn't get it back for like three days. So, oh, God, um, that I just re-recorded last week's episode with the guy that was also supposed to record that day. Uh, we had to record a different day because of that, uh, which is great. But, that worked out in our benefit because of the fact that he had a book get announced or roughly a teaser for a book get announced in between the time that he was supposed to record and came on. Brian McCauley uh, wrote a book called uh, Candy Cane Kills. He has been the short way publishing has teased his book, Candy Cane Kills 2. And so that came out like literally two days after we were supposed to record. So we were able to like chat about that. Same thing here, everybody. It. That's cool. Because since the last time we were supposed to Whoa. talk about this on here till now – we have things have happened. Tell you right now that when this episode drops, so when you're listening to this on your way to work on Wednesday morning, January 31st, tomorrow morning or tomorrow at noon, February 1st, tomorrow at noon, you can buy tickets to the 2024 inaugural Galacticon comic show in Brewer, Maine. So this only fits to like I, 10 I percent of our listeners. Say, However, our- I think it's pretty Take to it say our yourself. first of many Galacticons. Yes. And so uh, we're excited for that. So tickets drop tomorrow, uh, uh, according to this episode dropping, but I'll say the date, February 1st. 
uh, on on um, on Galacticon comic shows. Galacticon Have comic shows. Out, folks. Yes. Be on Eventbrite. Be ready to punch that ticket order because they're gonna sell out. I'm gonna say they're gonna right sell now. out. I'm gonna so check this. that out. So if you're looking for a link, it's GalacticonComicShow.com. But uh, we are going to post something tomorrow. Uh, on February 1st on the Galacticon website as well as social media platforms for Galactic Comics, uh, Capes and Tights, all that stuff for links. That's those people who live within driving distance or whatever. If you want to fly, again, offer still stands. If you fly and you prove that you flew into Bangor for this show, we will your free entry. I'm telling you that right now. That offer still stands. It's oh not going to happen, but <laughs> we'll do it. If there's a line care. of people without tickets and they're like, hey, I just here's my boarding pass from Cincinnati and from Chicago, be like, what the that hell? That doesn't matter to me. So, <laughs> yes, that offer still stands. If you flew in for Galacticon, right. you a free ticket. Um, and then, oh, uh, yeah, so GalacticonComicShow.com. We're going to also announce in coming weeks uh, artists that are coming, creators that are coming yeah. to the show, uh, both local from Maine, New England, and, and beyond, as well as national artists and writers that are coming here uh, for that uh, convention, which is going to be pretty fun, or that comic show. So check out that. All that information will be on Galacticon's social media, so check all those out. So you can just type in Galacticon oh, yeah. Comic Show. Uh, we're out there on Instagram and Facebook, so that, that you know, those, and then obviously the website will have other information. On that as well. We start doing so, yeah. some. Uh, we'll start doing some vendor shout outs and all that. Yes. Look forward all to what we can do. have. And, um, I want to. I want to start having of some of the vendors show off something they're bringing. You know what I mean? Like, yep. what's the coolest thing you're going to bring to the show? You know, is it going to be the first appearance of Take a Pick? You know, first we have ASM 300, or you know, first we just have Generation one. X. First appearance, the best book I have. First appearance, Generation X. Whatever it is, show it off. I mean, we just had Hulk 181 in the store, the yeah. first appearance of Wolverine. The, you know, we'll use air quotes because 180, but that's all right. But that's the world of comics. I, mean, I can't so... bring that to Galacticon, though, unless I find another one because that's sold. Well, he, well, he this possibility the, the purchaser will buy it, will bring it. That's true. That's possible, too. We'll see. We're not yep. going to say who so... it was. You have, to, you have to go out there and find it on your own. I know who bought it, but I'm not going to say. You can go out there and find that out. Uh, but yeah, and also, if you're looking to be a vendor and you haven't heard about us vending, opportunities and stuff like that hello at k uh hello hello at capes and tights.com you can actually send us it there too that will work. i mean it does but, work but uh, hello cool. at galacticon comic show.com we'll get you into our inbox and then we'll get back to you about uh getting signed up for our vendor table as well you have to be selling comics please um yes that's comics our, that's our goal. and um, we are boy we are pretty close, close to, to capacity yeah. i think on vendor yeah there isn't no, but, a lot but, of vending but, space left. but email us because that also means but that if you in. email us yeah. now you'll get on the list that if you don't make it in a cancellations we'll call you let you know yep. you obtain uh and b yep. next year so you have a couple of Start creators 2024 who, baby or 2025 didn't. we're in 2024 yeah. whose schedules didn't work some of the creators but they'll like put us on the list we'll be there next year so there's some people that yeah. were supposed to come this year are going to come next year and so on and so forth that works for vendors as well so make sure yep. you check that out um yeah and then galactic comics Hammer Street Bangor. Galactic Comics. The place is insane. The place is nice. It is. Well, the owners. I can't. I can't so. even post comic books before they sell. Sometimes. Well, um, where you're sitting right now, you think you only sell yeah. action figures and in, in, uh, uh, Legos. I know. But... I know. I set out back today, so you can see. I mean, you can you sort have, of see. Got, this is you got, you got boxes behind you. Boxes. Yeah, there's boxes behind, behind you. They're dollar bin, but there's boxes back here. But yeah, no. Um, yeah, I didn't sit. I if I sat out front, we would have the the beautiful wall of goodness behind me right now with uh what defenders one defenders two where silver surfer joins the defenders first appearance of valkyrie is out front um there is the the list goes on of, of cool key comic books uh in the shop right now 
but uh, you can buy oh, Haunt You no. to the End in trade you paperback. Can buy Haunt you to the end. <laughs> uh, you can buy Legacy of Violence Volume Two for all of Actually, you. Uh, I will pitch you something come, when you're oh, done. Oh, here's a question: How much are you charging for autographs for you to get one of those copies free. signed? Free. You buy oh, it from wow. Galactic Comics. You gotta buy it from Galactic Comics. You get it for free. <laughs> free signature. No, I will not sign one. I'll tell you that right now. I'll pull an I'll pull an A Rod in the fact that he won't sign. Or no, Jason Veritek won't sign. Both of them, I don't think, won't sign the A-Rod pushing Jason Veritek's face at the Red Sox and the Yankees. Neither one of them uh, will sign that 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 picture. But um, I will pitch that this is the uh, last episode of January. January 7th from Scout Comics, our friend Zach Kaplan's trade paperback of Forever Forward is being dropped. Uh, it's a collection of his series that came out last year, the year before, of, uh, of, of time travel uh, adventure, thrilling adventure story that I just finished over the weekend uh, as of recording this, and it is excellent. It is wonderful. Nice. It's about uh, a guy who uh, is working on time travel, can only travel forward in time, is unable to travel backwards Ooh. in time, and he accidentally gets his group of friends that are together. The machine goes off, sends them forward 33 years, uh, where he gets messages on a wall that says, the only way back is to go forward. And so he has to go forward 33 years at a time until he gets to the point where someone does invent the ability to go back. And so he can go back Interesting. And so, That's pretty and things cool. happen along the ways and people have to make decisions and all these other things. Yeah. Every time they go to oh, new places, good. it's it's there's the post-apocalyptic style places, there's robot invasions, there's all this stuff that these people have to make decisions like, do I continue going forward or is this the best it's going to get? And so on and so forth. So it's, I think right. it's excellent. What's coming next? Uh, it's That's wonderful. Cool. Uh, uh, you know, I don't, promote a lot of books on here that are not whatever but zach's also great because he wrote mindset and beyond real and those are amazing books as well so yeah. but yeah it's called forever forward coming from scout comics uh trade nice. back hitting february 7th so um talk to your local comic shop right hey look at that find your lcs if not yeah. then message us and we'll be your lcs paul will be back again so uh on the well, on the podcast here soon too uh well i say soon we're gonna record soon um paul is next episode is actually not going to probably hit till sometime in end of march uh and that's mainly just because we're going to record ahead of time because i have a baby coming and we'll, yeah you, you know, have stuff happening the episodes that we record we're going to be recording uh the punisher from 1989 with Dolph lundgren and dr strange from 1978 uh another little known movie um holy smokes but those two movies are the next two to do. Doctor Strange special effects. I cannot wait to see what this looks like. And so because of that, I'm not going to tell you dates or episodes because the idea behind recording these two is I'm going to fill them in in spots where – When you're a little busy. Yes, where the baby's coming and things like that. But they'll be out uh, before April. That's the plan, before mid-April. So we'll, we'll make nice. that work. But uh, yeah, cool. Paul, another movie review in the books. Another one done. On the shelves. Look at yes. us go. We're Generation X. Find your one copy of DVD on eBay, apparently. Well, uh, at least Punisher 1989. We're probably going to have people listening to this who have actually watched the show, watched the movie. Yeah. Because that's the actually one that's watched, like. It's actually yeah. watched it. Yeah. So, you but, know, I, I've had a couple people that didn't realize that because they like loved the modern Punisher. Yeah. And they didn't even know like the Thomas Jane Punisher existed. They didn't know any of this. And I'm like, seriously, like, how did you miss out on. Oh, it's a short. This is also a short film, Punisher. Yes, film. there is. That's also very good. I think That's he also better and directed than Nick it, Fury, it. Agent of Shield, and also better than Man Thing. Did that? That was written, directed, and 
I think he's Brady's record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he did all of it. Yeah, and, and he flipped the bill for it all. Yeah, he liked being Punisher yeah. so much that he wanted to do this. Yeah. Wanted to tell the story. Yeah, it's called uh, like Punisher. Punisher. Punisher, Dirty Laundry, or just called Dirty Laundry. It might be just if called Dirty Laundry a... because he can't. Yeah. He couldn't officially call it Punisher, so I think it's they should just call it Dirty Laundry. But... If you want to watch, uh, if you want to watch a bad, really bad one, I think Warzone, Punisher Warzone, would probably take yes. the cake. But if you so. want to get prepared for the next episode that Paul is on for a movie review, watch the 1989 Punisher with Dolph Lundgren because that would be the movie yeah. that we'll be discussing. Um, I don't know, honestly. I don't know how I found Doctor Strange from 1978. So in the meantime, if I do figure out how to watch it or figure that out, I will put that on social media saying to prepare for that one as well. Um, but yeah, the the, the Punisher <laughs> one is available. You can find that online. I think I think you there's got there's got to be a copy of the 78 Doctor Strange somewhere that someone's bootlegged and selling Blu-rays. Yeah, obviously, like but... there's a person who absolutely loves that movie somewhere. Uh, the Punisher 1989 one is available on Blu-ray. Uh, yeah, you can buy that as well as I believe. Oh, maybe not. Maybe you can't stream it on there. I own it on VHS. I know it's that. on DVD shit like, too. So I'm sure you yeah. can find it somewhere. I don't. I don't know if I still own. I don't have any v, like VHS tapes anymore, um, and I don't think I ever replaced that one. So I don't. I don't think I have like a, a hard copy of it anymore. But maybe it is kind of yeah. hard to find. Watch. 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 Watch Punisher 1989. The trailer is on YouTube. Oh, oh the actual whole movie's on YouTube. Oh, there you go. I, yeah. Again, I don't know how long you. they stay. I because... didn't doubt YouTube, <laughs> but I don't know. Like a lot of times, those are on there, but I'm like, shouldn't I be taking down for copyright violation? But whatever. You would not think my... so. It's, I didn't put it up there, and it's not my company. So if you find this it on there, watch it true. on there. So cool. <laughs> Thanks, Paul. I appreciate it. We'll talk soon. Um, I'll see you this week. But uh, yeah, until then, until the next time, guys. Till next time. Read comics. Oh yeah.